1: Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw. And today we're going to get real about getting shiz done, how to get all the right boxes checked. If you are an entrepreneur or an online coach or somebody that works online, You definitely understand the importance of getting shiz done. Now, life can look different at all various stages. And if you're somebody that is working perhaps a nine to five and trying to squeeze things in before work and after work, then productivity is going to be super important. If you're somebody that has littles at home, you're trying to fit things in the mom cracks of your day. That is also a situation where productivity is certainly important as well. Or you might have a different situation where you have multiple businesses or multiple priorities. And again, you're trying to get all the right things done in the right amount of time on the right days. To give you guys a quick intro as to where all these tips have come from, I have been in all of these situations that I have just described. Productivity for me is something I used to teach when I was working in the fitness industry. I used to do a lot of teaching for the general managers for the fitness clubs I was going into, and we'd always teach them the David Allen rules of getting things done. So I'm going to talk to what those were all about. And that worked super well in that. Corporate environment and a lot of them work well, you know, in your online coaching businesses. They're going to transfer really across the board in various ways. So we're going to talk about those. The next area that I found productivity was super important is when I was trying to ramp up to get my business up and going when I had a nine to five or a nine to seven, whatever your typical workday looks like. So having to fit things in before work and after work to really get your business going so that you can achieve that dream of being able to quit that nine to five and really dive headfirst into your business. And then I've also gone through the latest transition. We have an eight-month-old Coco and trying to work between getting up you know, before her, which I'm going to be honest, that doesn't happen, especially when she's been up multiple times through the night, uh, trying to get things done in the mom cracks of my day, nap times, and trying to switch off with my husband. So been there, done that to all the situations. If you're somebody that's feeling like, you know, my situation is really unique. I really don't have time. I feel like I get you. Like I understand that, you know, time is the one most valuable resource that we never get back. And I always love this example. When somebody asks us for five minutes or 10 minutes of our time, we're usually super fine with giving that to them. You know, somebody calls or that's probably the more likely situation these days and you just pick up and then there goes 20 minutes, just vaporizes and gone, whereas somebody is asking us for let's say a $20 bill, we're a little more hesitant. We're like, "Ah, oh, like when am I going to get that 20 bucks back? Like what does that look like?" And the crazy part is like money is a renewable resource. Like you can always make more money and get more money, whereas time is one of those things you just you can't get more of in in that sense, right? You can't make more time uh, unless, well, I'm going to talk about some strategies in a way that you can. So uh, if that is what you're here for, then stay here for it because there's going to be more of that (laughs) discussed in this episode. That should hopefully set the stage here. If you're in one of those three situations, this episode is going to be for you. I want to talk about some of the key things that have made the absolute biggest difference in my business when it comes to getting shiz done. And it really boils down to four main things. So let's first talk about getting things done by David Allen and what I used to teach when it came to onboarding new managers in the fitness industry. So this book is fantastic. It's an oldie, but a goodie. And one of my favorite, I mean, man, I even think back like 10 years ago. So here's the quick story here. We're actually at our house in Nova Scotia. So this is the house we bought about... 12 years ago now. And we rented it out while we were in various provinces. And we're back here now for the summer uh, with our daughter. And when we were here is actually the first time that I read Getting Things Done. This is when I was working for the fitness industry here. And we came out to Nova Scotia. The fitness club I was working for had bought a bunch of clubs out here. And so I was onboarding a bunch of managers. And so getting things done like, not only helped really organize our house, but but it made, it put in systems, right? Because time management, like how do you manage time? It's not really about that. It's about having systems in place to help automate how you use your time. One of the cool things about organizing our house that we started doing that was from David Allen is we would have, it sounds silly when you say it out loud and super simple, but this really helped us. You know, when you get mail or if you hold on to manuals or anything like that, like there can just be like piles and piles of paperwork everywhere. What we started to do is we started to take file folders and label them and keep everything super organized in a filing cabinet. And whenever you needed to find something, it was super easy because it was alphabetical. We held on to everything. And that's just like, I remember the days of growing up, Like we just had paperwork everywhere. (laughs) At my house. It wasn't always like organized or anything like that. I don't know about you guys, but that for me was like, whoa, this is so cool. So anyways, that's how we organize everything paperwork wise in our house. And I remember David Allen actually also talking about this idea of a ticker folder. This might be too old school now with everything going electronic, but for those that prefer like physical paper, what it was is you would create basically a folder for each day of the month. And then whenever you had to do something on a certain day, you would put it in that the yeah folder. So let's say you had to get something done on Monday, uh, you would have it printed off whatever it was and put in that folder. Maybe it's, you know, let's say forms for kids at school, or maybe it's a bill you had to pay or something like that. So it was sort of a physical way to keep track of these activities. And I really like to, I'm a visual person. So I, I do tend to like the physical holding on to things and putting them in the right, you know, folder and things like that. So anyways, an oldie, but a goodie, I would definitely recommend that filing system. It really helped clean up a lot of clutter around our house. The other David Allen principle that I love are the four D's. This would often refer to when you were hitting your inbox. And we tend to spend a lot of time in our inbox. We get bombarded by emails. When it comes to the four D's, David Allen would talk about first one being do it. If it takes two minutes or less, then you are just going to get it done. The second one is to delegate. So sometimes we get things and we're like, I'm definitely not the one that should be doing this So we would delegate it and forward it to somebody else. You don't want to let it sit there. That's one of the David Allen practices is that when it comes to your inbox, you should actually be able to go through all of it and have nothing sitting in your inbox, like inbox zero. The next thing is defer it. Let's say you get something and you know it's going to take some time, usually to get into you know what's called fifth gear, where it's like you're really... Into a task, you're not switching in and out. I like to give myself about two hours to really dig into something. So I might defer something, but I'll put it on my calendar. So it takes up that space and I know when I'm going to do it, or you may just delete it. So those are the four Ds do it, delegate it, defer it, or delete it. And following those rules is super helpful because an inbox can definitely be a time suck, or a messaging inbox definitely can be a time suck. So I love the four Ds. And I really like to use those when I'm going through my inbox. So those, if you love these types of tips, David Allen, Getting Things Done, uh, we'll put it in the show notes there. Super great book, oldie but goodie. Next, we're going to move on to what's called The Workday Startup and The Workday Shutdown. Another fantastic book that I've read recently is called Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. And when someone first recommended this book to me, I was like... Do I have time to to free free up my time to focus? I don't really have the extra time to be reading something about a nice to have. That's I think the internal talk. Exactly what I said to myself at that time when I heard this. Uh, you know, one of our coaches recommending this book, but. As I dug into it, I was like, okay, I get it. It's about starting with the end in mind. And what this book is about is about setting up your ideal week instead of letting work dictate your life. It's like you dictate your life first and then work can fall around it, which is so essential in any situation that you know you want to get stuff done, but you have other priorities that you're trying to juggle. What I love about the Workday Startup and Shutdown is that the goal here is to automate things, right? It's not to do more. It's actually to figure out what you specifically need to be doing and how to make sure that it becomes more automated. Michael Hyatt talks about this idea when we get in the shower, like we don't have to think about like, oh, what do I do next? Like, you know, shampoo your hair, condition your hair. Whatever else you're doing, shave your legs, put in your conditioning treatment. Like, you know what you need to do. So, there's no need to, you know, pre plan and really think about it. So, he talks about this automation as something that you should do for your workday startup and shutdown. Cause what can tend to happen is we are like, oh, I'm going to start work. And then we start scrolling social media. And like an hour later, we're like, oh, where am I? What day is it? Like, it can just take over super fast. This is what would be included in my workday startup. And also my shutdown is super duper similar. So you want to create this for yourself so that You can have this in your schedule and you'll decide how much time you need. Like some people are going to be maybe 30 minutes. Some people might be an hour. It just, it really depends on what your needs are. My workday startup begins with process sizing my email. So in the beginning, this takes a little longer because you want to get your inbox essentially down to zero. And what you're going to do is you're just going to go through your emails and Follow those four D's until there's nothing left in your email inbox. In the beginning, as I said, the precursor here is that it's going to take a little bit more time, but eventually, like now, it literally takes me five minutes to check my inbox. The other amazing tool, just as a side note that I love, again, we'll put it in the show notes, is Unroll. Unroll is this way that you can unsubscribe from all these emails at once. I love it there's all these things like it all falls into the distraction zone right when you're getting these consistent emails throughout your day it's really important that you have a system like this where you can unsubscribe because you don't need to know about every single sale from every place you've shopped like get rid of that step 1 is to in my workday startup i take 5 minutes and i process my email inbox uh step number 2 in my workday startup is i'm going to check slack so slack is where we communicate as A team. So I do a quick check in there. Maybe for you, it's to check Facebook Messenger and Instagram Messenger, but it's a quick check. Like you're checking it and then you're out. And I would suggest you follow those same rules, right? Do you need to do it, delegate it, defer it, uh, or delete it? Because it's overwhelming, right? Like your brain goes into overwhelm if you go look in your inbox and you have a bunch of stuff sitting there. File through it and get rid of it. The next thing that I do is I check our project management software, which I'm a huge fan of. I'm going to get into this. (laughs) a little bit later, but I go in and check my app mentions to see if anyone needs me and what key things uh, I need to follow up on in there. So that's a quick 10 minute check. Then I'm going to move into my calendar, see what I've scheduled for the day and see where my open gaps may be that I can schedule other things. Then I'm going to have a look at what is called my big rocks. So this is something I we really honestly didn't start doing until this year, but we now have rocks for each quarter. Rocks are to me, there are things that are pieces of a project that are bigger than just a to-do item that need to get done this quarter in order for your business to move forward. For example, one for us has been working on our email sequences. That is a huge part of what we've been working on to really make sure that we indoctrinate people properly, that we show them all of our best resources, our best podcast episodes, our best blog posts, our best videos in that time that they're getting to know us. And that been a huge, huge undertaking. So that's an example of a rock. Maybe for you in your business, it's to actually work on how you welcome potential customers. And that could involve looking at your social media channels and working on your branding. And so it could be any multitude of things, but this is your opportunity to review what are those big rocks this quarter? Are they moving along? And is there anything I need to do that's on my to-do list here that I need to get done today? And then you're going to pick your big three for the day if you do not already have those scheduled. I'm a big fan. When I have a to-do item that comes up, I will go ahead and and schedule in my calendar. I like to schedule two hours. I like to over schedule versus under schedule. And I'm saying two hours, this is like a perfect scenario, right? Like no COVID full-time baby care. And I got time to work. Now I'm going to be honest. It has been a roller coaster. And do I often get two hours to sit down and do things? No. The answer is no. That is a perfect world sort of scenario that I would. But I do like to schedule things in my calendar so I can be super realistic about when I'm actually going to get those done. Those things there would be my workday startup. And that would take me about 30 minutes to go through and do those things. And as I said, it gets quicker and quicker, the more on top of it that you are. Now, you would also have a workday shutdown at the end of the day where you go through and do those same things. So it's like a quick check-in, check your email, check your calendar for the next day, set your big 3, what are you going to be working on, what needs to get done, and that's it. Cuz normally what we're doing is we're checking social media like multiple multiple times through the day. We're checking in our email, we get distracted, we go to websites, we, you know, surf the web, whatever it is we're doing. That is where there's a lot of unproductive time. I think it's really important that you actually know the things that make the biggest impact in your business and then you're scheduling them out. I know there's one person I follow, I believe it's Pat Flynn, who talks about setting an alarm. So every, I like to do this too, like setting a timer. So if I know I'm only allowing myself 45 minutes for a task, I'm going to set an alarm to go ahead and go off after that 45 minutes because I know there's a timeline and a deadline versus when you just allow yourself that free flow. It's not as easy to stay focused. So I really like to use that as a structural motivator that when that thing goes off, I'm I'm done. That's it for uh for my time. So the next thing I want to talk about is your zones of work. So what this is zones of work, there are four main zones. And again, this is coming from Free to Focus with Michael Hyatt. He talks about there's a desire zone. So this is obviously where you love working. Like you get into flow, you love doing those tasks and they feel really, really good. The next is the distraction zone. So this is something that you have a liking to, but it's not helping you to really move your business forward. Like someone else could be doing it, but you just like to do it. It could be something like, for example, let's say you're a numbers person and you just like like putting numbers in a spreadsheet. Let's say that, that you like that for some reason. That would be distraction, right? Because someone else can do it. Like you could hire a VA to do it. Wouldn't have to be you. So that would be distraction zone. Disinterest zone would be something that you're good at doing, but you don't like doing it. It and it could be a desire zone for somebody else, and then there's the drudgery zone. This is where, whenever you get tasked to do something like this, you absolutely hate it, and it like it takes you so long to do it. You flip in and out, and you really don't like it. So the point of talking about these zones of work is that the more that you can get focus, all your work starts falling into your desire zone. The more fulfilled and satisfied that you're going to feel, and I think that goes hand in hand with getting shiz done because you just feel so good. When when you're in your desire zone and doing the things you want to do. Like if you hate writing, like it's not crazy to think I don't want to ever have to do you know, for example, writing of my social media posts again. I can get Ashley and her team and her done for you posts to be done for me. Like I don't have to write. Or maybe, you know, there's something in else in your business you don't like doing. I don't know if it's emails or it's hashtag research, but there's other people that can do that for you. Where your business will start to soar is where you start focusing in on your desire zone. And when I first started outsourcing and hiring a team. Like I was bootstrapping the business and I started with a VA from the Philippines who's still with us today on our team. And that is Katrina. And it was amazing to just starting right from the beginning, just me and Katrina, like cranking things out. And it was a really great starting point for my first VA. I did a lot of training with Katrina. I was able to train her on the way I wanted to do things. Loom is such a great tool, like any video recording, like onboarding somebody like that. It's so... So easy now with these tools like uh, Loom or cloud recording, and you can just record what you want them to do, and then you never have to do it again. That's why those zones are so, so very important, because I think the more that you hone in on your desire zone, you get rid of the drudgery, you get rid of your disinterest and distraction. The more fulfilled that you're going to be and you start working on the things only you can do, right, which is no one else can go live for you. Uh, No one else should be creating your offers, or if you have a podcast, no one else Can do your podcast. You eventually get to the point that you are only doing the things that only you can do. And dang, that feels good. So think about those zones of work and how you can start outsourcing things that might not be in that zone of desire for you. The next tip I have for you is to use a project management software. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm somebody that really, I'm not a huge fan of thinking things through. I'm more of a visionary than somebody that likes to think about all the details. Now I've had to learn how to think about it. So I think if you are somebody that is, you know, a visionary where you just have tons of ideas, like you're always in the creative zone, you're never thinking about step by step, you can get good at both don't get me wrong, you can learn some of these skills. I found that a project management software for me was really helpful in having to think about those steps. I'm just going to give you from my days working as a president, this is like president 101, (laughs) how I was taught to think about problems and break them down. Project management software, I started with Asana Which is great. It's free. It's super easy to use. Now I've graduated to ClickUp, which I am in love with. ClickUp has so many great features, but you don't have to start there. You could start with something like Asana or Trello. There's all these different things. What I didn't realize is that although I didn't love to think about projects in these little chunks, I just like to be on the creative side and then have no idea how to implement them. When you start to get more visual with it, if you're a visual learner, Project management software can be really helpful for you. What you want to think about when you're chunking down a project or a rock, let's take the example we used earlier. Let's say you wanted to do a rebrand on your Facebook business page, your Instagram page and your bio and all the places that people are going to see you. You really want to get some consistency. So if this was the project, you would want to state what is the actual goals. It would be to create a consistent Brand that people will recognize and trust. Let's say that is the objective. So then you want to think about what are all the challenges that lie ahead in achieving that goal. So this is where you want to come up with all the questions that would sort of come up. So if I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking like, okay, what are my brand colors? Where do I have a logo? What do I actually do? Like, how do I serve people? What is that bio? Where am I sending people when they come to my page so that they can get on my email list? am I posting consistently in those themes and brand colors? And what do my images look like? What am I batching for photos to make sure it follows that consistency in that theme? Do I need to change my Facebook cover photos in any of my groups, et cetera? You're basically, this is kind of the fun part where you're thinking about what are all the issues (laughs) that I need to solve in order to bring this project forward? And so in thinking about it that way, then what you're going to do is those become all your subtasks of that bigger task of getting done. And you can really get you know, more descriptive as to like what needs to happen there. And then you're going to put due dates on those things, give yourself more time than you think you need. And then when all those subtasks are done, is when that overall project will have its own due date there. That is how you want to think about kind of chunking down some of these bigger pieces in your business, putting due dates on them and using a project management software. There's tons of tutorials out there too to get you more comfortable. But I think the biggest change with using a project management software is instead of having just this to-do list where you tackle little things that are going to move your business forward, is it enables you to become much more strategic. And that I think is what getting shiz done is all about. It's not trying to do everything because in trying to do everything big things will slip through the cracks. What I think being more productive is about is really looking at what are the biggest priorities that supersede other things and getting those done first. That is really the true secret to being better with your time is always be prioritizing. (laughs) If I could have a bumper sticker and I was a time management guru, that's what it would say. Always be prioritizing. The next tip here is to also understand your style type. Are you a visionary or an integrator? So I know I briefly talked about I'm a visionary. There's this quiz you can take. I think it's called the Crystallizer Assessment. This is from the book Traction and Rocket Fuel, both super great books if you're looking to really systemize your business. It's helpful to understand what is your style type. Because before I knew that I was a visionary, I always just thought that I had to be good at everything. And what's interesting is when you do this quiz, it's going to tell you, and we'll link it in the show notes here. It's going to tell you if you're a visionary or an integrator, and therefore you're going to know these are my strengths and I may need some help in these other areas. Like you don't have to be great at everything. The goal in your business is to focus more on that desire zone Versus trying to do everything. You think about it, like people like Amy Porterfield or Jenna Kutcher, they are not doing everything in their business. They are only doing the things that they are the best in the world at. Same with like, if you think of like Shailene Johnson or Sean T, they don't do everything, they just do what they are super freaking good at. The next tip I have for you is notifications. This is a crazy one, but every time your phone dings, which is usually up to a thousand times a day, it breaks your concentration. Same with on your computer. If you have notifications turned on, you absolutely want to shut all those off. There is a way to just have like, let's say if you want messages to come through, I have a special ring that will come through any do not disturbs for my mother in law and my husband, because usually they're the ones that have the baby. Those are the only ones that can break through that do not disturb. And I would definitely recommend that you do something similar because every time you get a Virage sale notification or Facebook marketplace notification, it breaks your concentration. And it's so much work to get your mind back into where you were in terms of your concentration. Shut off all notifications right now. Shut them off. The last tip I have for you is to create an issues list. This is one of my favorites because I'm the type of person that I'll be working on a project and I'll come across something that is not done. And sometimes it makes me, I get antsy with it because I'm like, oh man, I got to fix that right this second. And it will take me out of that fifth gear, and it's like fixing like a link on my YouTube or something, which is important, but it's not urgent. What you want to do is have an issues list. So whenever you come across something that you're like, oh, dang, that needs to get done, don't do it right now unless it takes two minutes or less, like David Allen says. Add it to a list. And every week, what you should be doing on either let's call it the Sunday or the Monday morning, is taking time to processize that issues list. We do it as a team. And this is from the book, Traction. This is our L10 meeting, uh, Leadership 10 meeting. And you're basically going to go through your issues list, prioritize what are the most important things that need to get done, and then set to do's with a due date. It helps you not break that concentration through your day. It helps you really, really stay focused and stay on task with what you need to do. So I hope that all these tips were super helpful for you guys. This is an accumulation of like 15 years of getting more and more productive, having more and more obstacles and priorities added on top, we run a few different businesses. Like we have an Airbnb business, we have uh, real estate, and then we also have the Fitness Leader Institute that we're running. And then of course, like an eight month old and uh, a puppy as well. He's two and a half now, but it's a lot of different priorities. The more that you add to your plate, the more strategic that you need to get. And honestly, guys, it's not about adding more time. It's having great, people as you start to add you know more to your plate like a great babysitter can be like life changing i promise you like every time i've sat down and talked to my therapist it's literally like the days that feel really low it's a realization that i don't have enough help and honestly like it feels super great to when you can say that out loud because you're like, oh man, I just need more help sometimes and having more people on your team to help when you want to get things done. So all of this is so possible for you. I don't want you for a minute to think that, oh, I can't do this or I don't have enough time. You totally have everything you need to be successful. It's just getting super disciplined in deciding what are the big rocks and things that you need to do in your business? What can you outsource? And just going after it step-by-step. It's a step-by-step process. It doesn't all happen in one day, but hopefully everything that you learn today, you can start to automate for yourself. And I would love to hear how this goes for you. Definitely leave some comments below. Let me know what was your biggest takeaway of the episode today. I'm so happy that you've taken the time to listen to this episode and we'll see you next time on social selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business. Head to my free community on Facebook business bootcamp for fitness coaches. So I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.